0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of
1: the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct consumer for Warner
2: Brothers Discovery,
0: weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust.
2: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that.
1: Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and today we have a full house. We have Lawrence Conley, bottom left, top right, Colin Watts, and bottom right, uh, Laura Bradburn. We are here to discuss Celtic 1, St. Mirren 2. And, you know, before we came on, Colin and I were chatting about it. Colin, you were saying that you're no longer angry, you're almost just expecting a poor result like that how far have we fallen when that is your kind of view watching Celtic at home against St Mirren
3: I mean what a, a 12 months I don't think uh, I don't think a Rangers man could come in and do as good a job as what we've managed to do this season to take us from the levels we were at to where we are now it's it's actually appalling but as you said are you, any, are you, not, are you surprised not at all I mean we, we said that at half time Things had to change then if anything was going to be uh, made any different. We went to one up front at half-time, putting on Rogic, uh, and then 15 minutes later we brought on a Yeti to go back to two up front. This is a man that's got absolutely no idea about football management, and I'd be surprised if he gets a job after this, once Celtic eventually do the decent thing and let him go. He's nowhere near good enough to be a
1: Celtic manager. Well, on that point, Colin, right? I said at the beginning of the show and at half-time that I don't think Celtic will let him go. Now, Lawrence Conley, you're a bad man because a few weeks ago you planted that seed in my mind. What if, you know, we actually continue, not just this season but beyond, uh, with Neil Lennon? But I'm looking at that performance today and I'm being totally honest, I take notes during the game, flashpoints that we can discuss. I have three points in the second half. Two of them are substitutions and one of them is Duffy's header at the end. Now, for me... Neil Lennon's managerial deficiencies have been laid bare this season. Um when players are downing tools, I think is the is the terminology, he doesn't know how to deal with that. He has tried to get a reaction, i.e. the game against Ferenc Varos, Colin, when you were back in here in the studio. He didn't get the reaction. Um, You'd had it by that stage, Colin. Took me a wee while longer. 25th of October, uh, half-time at Patoji, and a game that uh, we eventually drew 3 each. So since that game, we've played 19 games, and his win rate at the moment is 37%. We have lost six games since that match at Aberdeen. We've drawn six games and won only seven. Now Laura When you watch the game And you try to identify everything that's wrong With the Celtic side Where do you think Where do you think The, the you know the team itself has fallen to bits We have no creativity No, no creativity in the final third Our defence is dreadful Teams like St Mirren and Livingston And others Find it really easy to play against the Celtic side Neil Lennon can't work it out what, what can we do from here? It doesn't look like he's going to walk. It doesn't look as though the Celtic hierarchy are going to fire him. I mean, as a Celtic supporter, d- do you really want to be served that up for the rest of the season?
4: Um, I'm pleading and I'm hoping that um, the board see sense at some point because I do agree. I don't think Neil Lennon's going to walk of his own accord. They've done it long ago if that was going to be the case. I think the major difference was... Um, You could tell by the demeanour of him compared to Jim Goodwin. Jim Goodwin was out barking orders. Even uh, Peter Martin said it on commentary. Now, I know a lot of people have got a lot of issue with Peter Martin being on the commentary for the Celtic Pass and all that. And yes, certainly he says things that a lot of the Celtic support won't agree with. But he was saying at one point, you know, the only person I can hear shouting in this stadium right now is Jim Goodwin. He's shouting himself hoarse. Every player in that St Mirren team has a job to do. They know what the job is. They know what to do if plan A fails and go to plan B. We don't even look as if we've got a plan A. No. We've got a bunch of players running about like headless chickens. You saw it with the the second goal for the ball over the top. Before the ball got put over the top, there was like four players around that St Mirren player and none of them looked as if they knew why they were there, who they were supposed to be marking, what pass they were supposed to be trying to block. There was... There was absolutely no hint of a plan in what any of them were doing. And yeah, you have to say, you know, we can all say to a certain extent, yeah, the manager can only do so much once the players go out in the field. But it looks as if he hasn't even done his job before they went out. There's been no plan. It's just been, well, we're better than them. We'll go out and beat them. And we didn't.
1: No, you know, I I do take time. I'm going to come to you in a second, uh, Lawrence. But I do take time to look back at uh, Lenny's first tenure I look at what's changed Football has changed in an incredible amount Since he was first here The team that he's now dealing with That collection of personalities Egos, players, abilities Is completely different to the team he had before I think it's vastly superior If you just want to look at ability However, what he can't do is he can't manage them He can't coach them, he can't control them Now, we've already seen Frimpong's left this week The story that uh, um, I think it was a cell call and maybe shared during the game. It was that Anthony Joseph has revealed that uh, Encham's probably the next guy to, to be on his way? Potential loan move to Newcastle. Celtic are pushing for a, a loan to buy. There are players in that dressing room who don't want to be at Celtic. Now, why don't they want to be at the Celtic? Is it ambition? Is it Neil Lennon? Because I think it's a combination of both. I don't see anything, and even the bright sparks, even Sorrow and Turnbull are flatlined to the same level as everybody else. I'm looking at Sorrow, he's got the ball down at the right-hand side, facing his own corner flag. I'm looking at Ayer, he's hitting up by. These guys are all over the place. Turnbull, Turnbull can't finish a game. And now we've seen that regression from players such as Luxalt this season. The regression of Eduard is, is alarming. It's actually alarming how, how far he has fallen from the, the game changer, the match winner that we had. Now I'm going to come to you Lawrence because I know that and by the way, I'm not going to say you're the biggest Lenny fan out of everybody. I think everybody supported Neil Lennon um, as far as we possibly could, but you probably longer and further than anyone else at a Celtic state of mind. What's your feeling right now? Because I don't think it's acceptable for Celtic to go 19 games, win seven. You know that? I mean, that's that's. Totally unacceptable in any walk of your life. Laura was talking before we came on live about the Tony Mowbray moment. We keep hearing about this Tony Mowbray moment. Lenny's had three or four of them this season. When is the moment going to happen? Because I'm not being funny. I would much rather that we we actually removed Lenny from office right now. And whoever is the the interim team in his place, I'm sure he's going to get more out of that group of players than what Neil Lennon is at the moment.
5: Yeah, you, you've got to say, it's beyond shabby, isn't it? You know, if we weren't too shabby eh, before today, but does Lenny think we're at now? I don't think he'll go. I don't think Celtic will move him. But what are we looking to achieve between now and the end of the season? We've really got to be worried about Livingston, I think. They're on a formula on. Because how many points are we going to pick up? Right, it's points today. Welsh done OK when he come on. But you did? I wasn't on from the start. You know... Shane Duffy, quote for the goal, who would have guessed? <laughs> you know, at what point did you just say, look, it's something's not working with Duffy and Celtic. We better not play him because he's lately cost us a goal every game we play. It, you, you know, these are just something that's so basic. even it's just not working. So we're giving, almost giving the opposition a goal at the start, but putting him on, yeah. Eddie, as you say, he's regressed. I don't think he wants to be here. You know, he goal well, but is he given as much else? You know, th- th- there's no co- cohesion amongst the players. You know, you've some players that look like V Taylor again. Looks like he's trying his heart out, but you know, there's certainly not another ten Celtic players you could say that
1: about. But even with even with those like Taylor, and I know that you've you've stood up from time and time again, Lons. I, I still don't see the quality. I actually don't see the quality and I, I look at him and I try my best to, to look for the positives but I don't see the quality in Taylor, you know, um, that we all hoped would be there. Look, Salt's disappeared from the face of the earth, doesn't seem to be quoted now um, it, and, you know, Colin, you made a point about the substitutions. I think that comes back once again to the inability of the manager to be able to actually influence and, inf- and affect the outcome of the game. Laura, you're spot on about Jimmy Goodwin. Um, you know, and you're right about uh, Peter Martin making that point <laughs> we're sitting watching Celtic TV and he's obviously being paid to do a job for him but he's pointing out the the absolute obvious that you know he's far more active on that sideline and with an absolute you know fraction of the the financial clout of Celtic a fraction of the budget that Neil Lennon has at his disposal and look what he's getting out of his players look at what David Martindale's getting out of his players at Livingston Neil Lennon has it all he has it all in front of him he's got it all in the palm of his hand and he can't get a result. So, Laura, I, I take what uh, Lauren says and I actually agree with him. I, I can't see either of the two parties making a move. But what is going to happen? What is going to be the, the kind of fallout from that? I mean, the Celtic supporters have already been protesting this season. We've seen banners. You know, the, the, the influential groups um, are continually uh, making their points known. If we continue in a running form like this, getting beaten from St Myrna. and I think the stat is that we've not been beaten by St Myrna at Celtic Park since 1990. Was that right? Paul Lambert scored for St Myrna. We're breaking all the wrong kinds of records here. Um, what can the supporters do? Because we're doing everything we can to make our points known.
4: Um, I'm not sure what more the supporters can do. I, I would... Dread to think what the atmosphere would have been like in the stadium today if uh, if fans had been in there. It would have been absolutely volatile. Like I, I remember being at a game uh, when Gary Caldwell was at centre back, and uh, I can't remember who we were playing against, but he had an atrocious game, and it was the most volatile atmosphere I'd ever seen at Celtic Park. And um, this would be, you know, ten, a hundred, a million times that. The, the thing that concerns me, as we spoke uh, yesterday when the news broke about Peter Lawwell, that actually it puts in place a situation where you have to think that Neil Lennon's likely to stay just because maybe Dominic Mackay is going to come in uh, uh, and want to assess the situation before things move on. What concerns me about that is you can say you can say what you want about Peter Long uh, Peter Lovell's long term management of the situation and the lack of um, decent player acquisition and the lack of certain things that he's done. Um, Dominic McKay is not going to be able to turn that around overnight either. So if Neil Lennon stays in charge, we're in a situation where we're going to have to deal with the level of player that we've got. We're going to have to deal with the standard of player that we've got at the club at the moment because that's not likely to change hugely in the near future. Neil Lennon can't get anything out of these players more than what he's already tried to do. No. No. If you had good uh, Jim Goodwin in our dugout, I swear we would have had a much better performance. Do you know why? Because he would have been motivating the players. He'd have been clear with his, his instruction. He'd have given them instructions that would have been effective against their opposition, and they would have had the luxury of playing with much better players than he has in East St Look at the caliber of some of the players we were playing against today. They should not be within a, a mile of these Celtic players, man for man. When you when you compare the two elevens. And they absolutely played us off the park at times today.
3: Sorry, just before you come in, Paul, I just had Celtic TV on the background just to see if Neil Lennon would come out and do a a post-match interview, even with the club's own media team, Mm. um, where he's fed questions, probably pre-arranged beforehand, uh, knowing the answers that he has to give. He, He dodged it once again. And that's several times that's happened this season that the manager's not been able to be held accountable for the performances. Anytime there's a poor performance, he dodges the media. But he's, happy, is to come out.
4: he's happy to come out during the week when he knows the questions in the med- in the conference won't be about him. It'll be about Peter Lowell leaving. He's happy to come out and answer those questions, but nothing about his own performance. It's
3: an no, absolute right. travesty that he's allowed to do that. I mean, the, the man is the, the footballing head of Celtic. Anything that happens on the park is on him. When it's a success, he's the best thing since sliced bread. He has to take the defeats as well, and he's not. And if he's not big enough and man enough to come out and say anything to the fans after today's game, then there's absolutely no reason at all why he should be in place. And we all know that, and as you said, I said this way back at the start of the season, but yet we're still in this scenario. It's Groundhog Day. You wake up tomorrow and Neil Lennon's still going to be in charge. The people that are above him in the football club, i.e. the board, have got to take this on their shoulders as well and this is a failure upon them not to act and it will be replicated when it comes round to season ticket renewals because there will be a shortfall in the renewals as far as I can see
4: yeah, and Lawrence, I've got to say to you as well. Like, I I respect your ability to to have seen the positive for as long as you have with Neil Lennon. You know, you, there has to be a part, of, a base of the support that sees it from the other side, so that we can have these debates and we can have this back and forth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I hope I don't speak for you when it, when I say that even even the most pro Lenin of supporters must be struggling to come up with any positives now. You
5: look at the game today. It's it's mind-boggling just even the selection and, and what he was trying to do throughout the game. You know, how Duffy continues to start. You know It's not working with Duffy and Celtic. Forget, you know, he's in international caps his previous career. Anyone can see it doesn't work. So, why is he in the starting 11? Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. It's it's beyond comprehension. It's why you start a guy that you know is track record at Celtic is, he'll cost you almost a goal a game. You, you just can't start. Then you've got Welsh... We know this is going to be about development to the end of the season. Why why aren't they playing him? It comes on. It was miles battling Duffy when he came on. It's...
1: He was, he absolutely was You know, one of my biggest concerns And it's brought up by Kevin Layden And I think it's important to bring as many of the listeners in on this discussion as possible But Kevin says it's scary to think Turnbull, Sorrow and McGregor Are the only players who started today who deserve to be still um, starters, I guess Now, Colin, I'll come to yourself I I just think, you know We we look at Griffiths, we look at Edward, We're thinking about what they did Not what they are doing You know, what they did in, in past tense Last season Um, Or you know In in pockets of this season There's so many players Off form at the moment When it all happens At one time I mean We've heard all the reasons All the excuses I mean it can't be A a confidence A crisis of confidence Throughout the entire squad This team Is a team of winners These guys have won quadruple treble You know They've won nine in a row And um, I'm sorry I just don't buy that So when we're getting This constant message Coming out And the the captain comes out As Laura quite rightly says So we can all eulogise About Peter of Lowell's tenure uh, there's no a bigger Celtic man than Peter Lowell you know you think to yourself well he should have made that decision, that was his biggest failing in his tenure um, over the over the, the piece over the 17 plus years to be able to identify that this was all going horribly wrong months and months ago and now we're at a stage where it's embarrassing where we are in the league, how far the gap is between us and the league leaders, Rangers it's actually embarrassing and it's, you know, people keep saying in this season of all season, you know what, in any season this is unacceptable for Celtic Football Club, in absolutely any season, yeah we're going for 10 in a row but it's not good enough, uh, regardless of where we're, whether we're going for you know, this historic um, milestone of 10 in a row, so I take Kevin on board, I mean when, when you're looking at the team selection for example uh, for the next game Colin, are you looking at the likes of Duffy to change? Are you looking to to bring in Laxalt? I I mean, what kind of changes? Because as Laura says, Neil Lennon has tried everything. He has, you know, it was 33 different teams in 36 games, 33 different selections. He's tried everything. He, He cannot get a tune out of this team. The boards would be insane to, to spend more money in January, of course they would. You know, even though we're desperate for a centre half, we're desperate for right back cover, and other areas of the park as well. Goalkeeper, I still don't think we've got a decent goalkeeper in the three. So, but they would be insane to give Neil Lennon uh, even more staff to try and deal with at this moment in time. So he can't do anything. He cannot affect change on this team. Let's just put him on garden leave. You know, has he already given his notice? Has he been given notice? Let, let's let's make that change, and it's got to be made now
3: let's put it this way I mean you're not going to get much worse than the way that Neil Lennon's handling this situation um, it, it's been frankly appalling and as you said there St Mirren's first win at Celtic Park since 1990 I wasn't even born that's how long it's been since St Mirren have won at Celtic Park mm-hmm. um, It's <laughs> but as I said it just feels as if nothing changes and um, I, I know a lot of people are, are angry about the performance and, as, as they should be um, it just gets to the point where you can only get so angry you can't you can't get any more angry at the way that things are going it's pathetic the way that things have came off this season and nothing seems to be changing you mentioned bringing in the players there and changing it up we, we said at half time what needed to be done you needed to bring Ayer back into centre half you needed to put Ralston on it right back and then you've got a defence You t- had to take Beton off through injury and bring Welsh on. Iron Welsh is a far better partnership to start a game than Duffy and Beaton. Far better. Uh, I think Lauren said Welsh played okay when he came on. I thought Welsh was one of the best players in the second half with the way he was very calm on the ball. Mm-hmm. You could see him driving forward. You see he actually wanted to make a difference in that game. Guys like Turnbull. Turnbull's been taken off every single game he plays for Celtic. And I don't understand why. He's the most creative player we've got there. It just seemed to be in the second half it was a case of let's get as many attacking players on and something will come of it. And it was ridiculous. You go to one up front and start the second half by taking off Lee Griffiths. Now I don't know what's happened to Lee Griffiths. It didn't look as if he was injured. So that's a tactical change. Mm. You've taken him off and you're putting Tom Rodger on to go to one up front. And then 15 minutes later on the 60 minute mark you bring on Albi Nayeti who, to then go two up front so are you admitting that your 15-minute change was a failure? Are you admitting that your first 45 minutes was a failure? What is, what is he doing? I don't think anybody could explain that to me right now.
1: Well, the big thing you mentioned there, Colin, you're talking there about, you know, when it comes to the new signings that have already come in, and you're looking at players who apparently are agitating for a move, and it's quite clear that that has been a big issue this season. I mean, Frimpong's gone; Encham might be following him. Will there be others uh, to follow behind them? Because I'm pretty sure it's more than two guys that don't want to be there. I said a few months back, would you not be better just playing the six guys you brought in? I'm having second thoughts about Duffy. The six guys you brought in because they can't be unhappy to be there. They've just joined, and then bringing a, a sprinkling of youth players, and obviously. Sorrow and Turnbull have come in as bonuses and before you know it the dead wood and what I mean by that dead wood is the guys that have downed tools I mean it's quite clear when you're looking at the tempo of that Celtic side the lack of an outball. the you know the malaise that's set in at Celtic the only way you can change it now I believe because it's too late to even change the personnel is, is Neil Lennon's needs to go now Dav Mack 1888 comes in to say Neil Lennon needs to go now John Kennedy takes charge till the end of the season now there's been certain points of this year Colin where I I would have been sitting like you and shaking my head listen, that for me would give the the, the, not the fan base it would give the players far more of a boost because we're we're stagnating we're stagnated we need a change and we need a change right now do you really think
3: that Neil Lennon's taking the training though? Do you think Lennon's a a hand-on manager? Because everything that you've heard from players that have played under him before tells you that he's not got the tactical awareness, tells you that he doesn't know how to do set-piece training, how to do shape, how to do everything else. It it was a man that was brought in with very limited coaching experience. He was a reserve coach at Nottingham Forest, was brought up to be the reserve coach at Celtic, and within three or four months was put into the first team job. He was never had the chance to develop himself as a coach under anyone at all. He was put in there, he was put alongside uh, Johan Mialby and then this time round he's been brought in alongside John Kennedy. There's no chance at all that he's running the training there. John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan were brought in to do the
1: training. That's one aspect of it, Colin. But if you've got an issue, if you've got an issue where you can't set up a team you can't make decisions during a game then you're the manager
0: as the number one audio company iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience, live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company go to iHeartResults.com for more
4: I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23
5: 5G phone want to know the best part? uh, it was free? nope the fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? nope it's the ding. Oh yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski. the Dingaroner, the ring a ding ding.
0: Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer new customers only available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.
1: So even if you're training all week and you're quite enjoying your training and the training successful when it comes to match day, that all changes, that all flips on its head. So I take your point, but let's say on the flip side that the training it is enjoyed by the players and it is effective, but the message you then get on match day is completely different. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. I see a collection of players getting thrown together, you know, you're changing it and chopping and changing it every single week and nobody knows what their role is. And for me even if it was that the guys that are there and one needs to step up, and who was it that stepped up last time? Was it Stephen McManus who was in the dugout when Ga- yeah. Gavin Strachan was our manager for two games? Still can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, that is what needs to happen. Neil Lennon needs to, to, to walk. Now, I think he's, he's, he's seriously tarnishing his legacy by failing to do so. And, you know, he comes out fighting in the, in the press conferences. He uh, gives cut answers to, to fan groups like The Cynic. I don't think he's done himself any favours whatsoever.
4: Yeah. I think I think to be absolutely honest it was like what what I said before and, and and Paul John you said in the in the group chat at some point during the match on the one hand we're very predictable to our opposition but we as a team don't seem to be understanding what each of us is going to do next mm-hmm. it's like it, it's honestly like you know when you watch kids football and they haven't learned that thing of don't always follow the ball and don't leave big gaps in the pitch and spread yourself out, watch your man. All the, all the like, really basic, basic stuff. And we're talking about guys that are getting paid thousands of pounds a week who've been doing this for years and they don't seem to have a simple awareness of of tactical, spatial awareness and how to combat another team. There was various points in the match where Not only could we not get possession, but the the few times that we did, we were camped in our own half against St Mirren at home. I mean, that's absolutely... The only performance I would say I've seen worse than today's was was the one that got Tony Mowbray put out and there's been plenty in between. (laughs) I tell you
3: the problem, you've got Paul... Hey, John Paul, sorry. Or Paul John. Whatever way you want to be pronounced, (laughs) depending on who's following you on Twitter these days. Um, Seriously... The risk is that you give John Kennedy the job. He wins five or six games between now and the end of the season and then suddenly there's a clamour for him to get it full-time. Exactly, that's how
4: how Neil Lennon got it twice. I tweeted during the match. Tony Mowbray left, Neil Lennon came in on a game-by-game basis and got the job because he had a few good results between the end of March and the end of the season. Same thing happened after Brendan Rodgers and, and, and Neil Lennon's able to boast, well, I've won as the treble treble and the quadruple treble. No, you won as the Scottish Cup for the treble treble and you won as, you know, the, the treble the next season, which can't be taken away from you. But as I said in my tweet, we're operating with a manager who's managed as more than any other manager in the last decade and not once has he had to go through what you would call a conventional interview <laughs> process to get the job. So all this stuff about we didn't look at any other applications and blah, blah, blah. Whether it's true or not, it's certainly the way we've operated.
3: Mm. It's absolute sentimentality, the fact that he's still in the job. Uh, well, there's no other reason behind it. It can't be on performances because the performances have been nowhere near good enough. It can't be on results. It, it can't be on anything else apart from sentimentality. And now that's, that sense of sentiment is leaving the building at the end of the this season.
1: Now, Colin, I'm going to come back to you because it was you who said that it wasn't an option to you know, remove Neil Lennon or for Neil Lennon to walk uh, and for uh, an interim team to be put in place that is already at the club. Now, the upheaval of getting rid of three or four of a coaching managerial team, obviously, is much larger in terms of the compensation element of that, um, sorry, the payoff element of that, Colin. So let's not say what you think the club are going to do what can we do as a club what what should we do at this moment in time because for me you've got to make that first move and the first move is you've got to remove Neil Lennon now yes I've said throughout the season it's the whole coaching staff's responsibility so if Lennon goes they should all go they all need that shared responsibility but as you quite rightly said he is the top man in terms of the football department he's the manager of that football club you can look at your head of recruitment and Nicky Hammond and Peter Lowell and his role as the CEO but obviously involved in the football side of things as well, some would say far too much, but Neil Lennon is the head there, so heads need to roll. He, he, Neil Lennon's the guy that needs to be held responsible for it. So if he does go, Colin, what uh, what other options do we have as a football club? Do you bring in? And we've been here before, as as mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've been here where managers have to go, and then you deal with the situation um, after that. And as Laura said, when Mowbray went. Neil Lennon was installed as the interim manager when Barnes went during a, a season. I'm talking about Kenny Dalglish was actually brought in from above the manager mm-hmm. to take. You know, he took a step back to take the team. Previous to that, who else has been sat during a season? Liam Brady was sat during a season, and that was a bit shambolic uh, as that happens because there were situations where Joe Jordan took a game. You know, and and Frank Connor was looking to take a few games. Then Lou McCary comes in, so. It has happened in the past, you've got to deal with it, but I I don't think it's a good idea just to keep it as is because you're worrying about what you do next. I just think you've got to deal with this situation first and foremost, Colin. What other options do you think are available to the club?
3: I mean, the, the problem you've got if you go from within the club is something that I've highlighted on here before is when you look at the development side who's managed by Tommy McIntyre, they play a completely different style of football to what is played in the first team, and that's wrong. There should be a sense of this is the formation we play at Celtic. This is how you can progress into the first team so that if you've got someone that plays left-back or if you've got someone that plays as an attacking midfielder, when we are struggling and someone's out injured, there's someone that can come in to make that replacement. We've not even got a proper striker in the development system because of the formation that they play. It's a 4-3-3 it's a three, three, and the three that's up there between Okoflex and then Bailey and Harper. They all kind of interlude with each other and go across the park. Those three players are leaving Celtic at the end of the summer. What does that tell you about how the progression is between the development side and the first team? They know that there's no route for them into the first team. So that's why you can't go from within the club because nothing there's nothing there that can then be transferred to this season to make the changes that are needed now to take them forward. If you try and implement a new strategy now, you've not got the players to do so. If you're looking for someone that's outside the Celtic at the minute, you need someone that knows that they're only coming in on a temporary basis. They know that this, the club needs to turn to them. It's exactly what Lennon was, should have been brought in for the first time when Brendan Rodgers walked away. A safe pair of fans to get you through the end, the rest of the season. That was what he was seen as by the board, a safe pair of hands. The problem was that pair of hands got too comfy in the dugout and we didn't get rid of them. You have to look and see who's out there, whether it be someone of the ilk of Gordon Strachan, who's been there before, knows what the club's about, can come in and do something for the 12 games or whatever that's left this season, or whether it be that you start looking now for who will be the long-term manager at Celtic and get them in now. They will not be seen is the manager who lost the league. The league was lost before that person comes in.
1: Absolutely. Okay. L- Lawrence, I'm going to come to you because what Colin's saying there, um, who, you know, who you're know who you going to appoint, you would hope that Celtic, even with all the changes, have already got plans in place. I mean, who knew that Dominic Mackay was coming in Few, few people, I guess. I mean, it's not as though we were talking about it as a rumour, right, that uh, Peter Lowell was going to retire and Dominic Mackay was going to come in. Celtic do tend to do their business in secret a lot of the time uh, when it comes to things like that, all right? So I would guess that there are huge amounts of changes coming up because obviously we're changing the CEO. But surely part of that is there's a dialogue already with a new man coming in. I mean that dialogue should have started. Um, there's no way that you know we're gonna start the dialogue on day one when he comes into the office and Peter Lowell clears his desk and empties that see all the CVs out of his drawer. You know, that is not when we start looking at a manager. That should have happened now. Can you bring it forward that I, I mean Jim was quite bold on Friday, Jim Orr saying, bring in Ralph Ranick to to look at what where we're going wrong for a month and or you know, for the for the for the next few months of this season and, and actually look at it from a, a perspective of, here's a report, this is what you need to do, rather than bring them in on a long term basis. I don't think the club are forward-thinking enough to do that, but they must already have in place, Lawrence, a short list of people they want to come in and manage this club.
5: But what Two and a half months into the, the, the review, it's got to be complete by tomorrow. The changes that have occurred, Demet Desmond's son's come onto the board, the CEO he's moving on, which we thought may be a Part of the reason it would be harder to get a manager to come in under that CEO and his interference in the football department. So we'd call for board change. Desmond's son's in. We'd call for CEO to change. He's changing. Called for the manager to change. Surely that's what all part of the review. It's the only one part that's left. And as you say, they're not starting from zero. You know, when you start the review, what are your outcomes? What are you looking to achieve from it? The manager is either staying there, he's going. So you've got to have some kind of planning. Well, if he's not staying, they must have started some kind of planning in the background. And it's like you say, they do the business in secret. We didn't know was son was going to join. We didn't know Peter was going to go, but they announced they happened. And, and this is kind of probably the third part of that review, if you want, mm. whether or not we're going to get it announced, but you know, the board's changed, the CEO's joined, changed, and there's only Lenny left. So I'm sure the way government does business it, it, you know, it's not going right. I'll, I'll get the board right. I'll change the seal, Right. Let's look at that manager thing. would you say it's all? There's got to have been stuff going on in the background.
4: That's that's if you believe this review is real. You know, I, I'm inclined more to believe the way that I read it and the in the statement that came out. Uh, I can't even remember what game it was following now because there's been so many like atrocious results, but. When I read it initially, I actually got surprised when people started taking it seriously that there was going to be a review because it did smack to me a little bit of a kind of throwaway comment that was kind of uh, put in place to to, uh, kind of get people off their backs, if you like. I'm not entirely surprised that we're now sitting here towards the end of January and we have no outcome of any review because my suspicion is that, that there was never intended to be one, probably on the hope that, that things would have improved by now and I think they're shocked at how things have continued to go as badly as they have and people are now clamouring for the outcome of this review that perhaps perhaps they never intended to, to do
3: just, a, just on that, Lauren, you made the point about Ross Desmond being confirmed onto the board I haven't seen that yet Is that confirmed that he's actually on the board now?
5: Yeah but it was confirmed he was on I'll need to check mate, I'll need to ask Google I can Google, but yeah, I thought it was confirmed that it was on the board.
1: see the thing with the review am I just taking it for granted that it was January or was the wording in the new year calling what, is it something that um, you know, we're maybe waiting for tomorrow night so uh, you know, in goes the tax returns and hopefully we'll get a review, no I don't <laughs> uh, think so no, I don't think so,
3: no um, I think John Paul Taylor came out the other day and says it was a, a new year review um, which means probably in December 2021 you could still be waiting on it
1: we've been talking about change on a celtic state of mind and i think you know the big thing about people being kind of reluctant to accept that that, that is something that uh, can happen at celtic once you once you align your your kind of thought process call to the fact that neil lennon may not be um the man for the job it gets a lot easier to to realize that you know his deficiencies because when we started criticising Neil Lennon on this broadcast, on this bulletin, and by the way I don't think we did it in a disrespectful way it's not as though we were you know, coming out and criticising anything other than his ability as a manager Colin Right? but when it gets to the point where people finally realise that you're not criticising him uh, for clicks you're criticising him because you can see that this is going wrong and it's been going wrong for months and months, once you get to that point where you realise that he's not the man for the job, even when you appreciate the amount that he has uh, taken for Celtic over the, over the piece, over 20 years as a player and as a manager it gets a lot easier to look at it with some clarity and say you know it's nothing personal, Neil Lennon has had great success as a manager of Celtic, he's given us some fantastic memories um, as a manager of Celtic but it's, it's over, it's finished he as a Celtic manager is gone, you know it's, there's no way the thunder is going to return under Neil Lennon um, and I, I see people going on about Lenny Ball I think back to his first tenure at Celtic and, and it was really just a, a situation where he had players that played their hearts out for him you think about Joe Ledley what's happening Colin is something happening in the background
3: I've just heard the, the, I've just seen the, the transcript of the BBC Sports Sound interview that Neil Lennon gave and he says he's been let down by his players mm. um, again throwing players under the bus uh, no
1: surprise. No, exactly. But what I said before, I think that the, the teammate players he had, that squad of players he had, actually bought into Lenny. They actually did. And I think they were better suited to Neil Lennon. And some of the guys I, I'm thinking about are Gary Hooper and Joel Edley and, and Tony Stokes et al. And I think they bought into uh, what Lenny was trying to implement first time round. The squad of players he's got now are not buying into it. I don't think th- there's, and again, by the way, I don't speak for all Celtic fans. Other views are available, but I don't think um, there's there's a lot of Celtic fans who don't buy into it either. And we're at that stage now where, you know, this uh, spectre of season ticket renewals is looming large for the Celtic board. Any decision that is made, Laura, do you think it might be forced upon them due to the amount of people I'm seeing saying, I'm not renewing?
4: Well, I, I said yesterday after the news broke about Dominic Mackay coming in, I think the timing of that particular statement was driven perhaps by uh, an upcoming deadline for season ticket reviews. To get any sort of guarantee of uh, people taking up their season tickets for next season in the numbers that we've seen previously, I think you're going to have to expect that there's, a, there's an announcement about Neil Lennon. Not just a, I, I think they have to go a step further, though. I, I don't think they would get away with saying... Neil Lennon's leaving at the end of the season and that would have a huge uptick in, in season tickets. I think what you need is Neil Lennon's leaving at the end of the season or he's leaving whenever and this is who's coming in. That is what's going to excite fans. If you get the right name there and you get people saying you know, oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what football Eddie Howe gives us or Rafa Benitez or whoever the pie in the sky name is that you want to pull. Um, that is what's going to excite people, not just Neil Lennon being out of the job. Because as um, as Tony said yesterday, that is what excites people more than just hearing that things are going to be different. It's how are they going to be different? It's yeah. what what are we going to do going forward? What plan do we have? What can mm-hmm. we get behind? If, if the board come out tomorrow and said, Rafa Benitez is going to be the manager and our aim is to get to the Europa League final within the next five years like, okay that might sound like a ridiculous thing to say now but it's something to aim for and it shows ambition we don't have that at the moment we don't seem to have any it's like it's kind of like what I imagine uh, supporting a kind of mid to lower level uh, Premier League team it must be like this kind of going every season watching the games with no real understanding of the aim going forward and I appreciate that we're saying this off the back of frustration and things like that because of current events and we have experienced a lot of um, success over the last 10 years but there has to be something for us to look forward to as far as it's all concerned and right now I don't even know if Neil Lennon did go what the plan is going forward.
1: Mm. Michael Riley comes in to say That he he thinks it's fanciful To assume anything with the sport Don't hold your breath And Mike Callaghan goes much further than that To say that he'd sack New Lennon now Not tonight or tomorrow now Before he leaves the stadium today He has to be told enough is enough No yeah, thanks for his efforts Because there have been no effort this season I think you know time Uh, In football, and as a football fan, you look back, and and always use the the example of Fergus McCann. We'll remember, um, you know, I'm being booed at Celtic Park, unfurling the league flag. We we look back now on McCann as something of a messiah, and, you know, history has been kind to him, and the the truth prevails, doesn't it, with time, because the emotion is drawn out of it, and you can look back um, in a settled state of mind, and and actually come up with something that's a wee bit more balanced. I think think the same will happen with Lenny.
4: I think that's what happens like for people, um, Colin I think is younger than me, but even for people of my age, I, I was a kid and do remember Fergus McCann being in being in the club at the time. But I think when you're not as so emotionally invested in it, when I was growing up as a teenager and they did come back and unfurl the league flag and, and he got booed and things like that, I was kinda I was very I was able to be very kind of um, factual and like objective about it and say on paper look at all the investment he did They built as this new stadium he saved the club from going out of business he did all these things and I, I don't see how you can treat a man like that with contempt that's alright for me saying that when I wasn't as aware of the ongoings at the club at a younger age mm. I will certainly have more uh, contempt towards some members of the club uh, that are in uh, in charge just now, in years to come, than somebody younger than me will, because there's elements of the way the club's run that aren't put across by trophies and stats on paper.
1: Mm. One there's final point, points. Colin. I'm I'm going to come to you in a sec yeah. Colin. Michael Cunningham, I think, brings up a great point. After the comment, after that comment that, that Colin read out, how does Lennon walk back in the dressing room? Th- this, I think, is part of the the thinking behind you know changing a manager now Colin because you could be you could be coached all week brilliantly and you could be up here but then if that's the reaction you're going to get from the guy picking the team that can com- completely demoralise you and it doesn't matter if you're a £300 a week uh, labourer or a fifteen grand a week footballer that can demoralise you and your productivity isn't going to be as good and your performance isn't good. so I think that's the point I was trying to make there
3: yeah, and I'm just seeing some of the comments that's coming out of the press conference now. Um, it's just, obviously, you don't get to see the whole thing just yet, but words getting posted like, this is the lowest point of my management here, um, suggests that Lennon is maybe starting to realise the situation that he's found himself in. Uh, and Jerry Braden, who used to write for the Evening Times, yeah, is, he has um, said that he has heard that the term will come to an end either tonight or tomorrow. So, I mean, it's horrible to say this, but fingers crossed he's actually
1: through. Well, you know what, Colin, I've said this before, you know, the reaction of, let's let's take the last two press conferences, the one after Dubai and then the following one, where he's 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 being defensive and it's quite clear that, you know, it's not even Passions running high. The, the, he's suffering. He's absolutely suffering. And no wonder he is, because the pressure he's under is unbelievable. Um, so, I, I you know, when you hear... Words like that, Colin, almost an acceptance. I I would guess that you know I'm at my lowest point here. If he can admit to himself that he can't turn it around and it's time to go, um, you know, some people are angry at the moment, as Laura says. You're so invested in it, you're angry at the moment, and the passion's running high. People are talking about his legacy. History um, reveals the truth. There's a legacy there. That legacy is what he will be remembered for. But. I think the time is now. The time for change definitely was a few months ago, but the time is now for Neil Lennon to, to walk. Uh, and hopefully, as I say, for the, for all parties, that that happens sooner rather than later. Now, it's been a busy, busy bulletin. We were way up at 4,500 live. Uh, there's a lot of anger and passion going on in the comments section. Unfortunately, we can't get everybody involved. Uh, but thank you all for getting involved via Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. If you haven't done so already... Get yourself subscribing on YouTube. I've got a massive interview tomorrow uh, which won't go out live, but we'll edit it and put it out. And this is from uh, a current football manager who might be talking about um, how this whole process works. So we'll put that out on a Celtic State of Mind early next week, by which time we'll be back with the bulletin. All that's left for me to say, full team today. Thank you to Colin Watt and to Lawrence Conley and Laura Bradburn for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.